Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to this edition of Keep Watch Pass. And if you're listening to this, thank you so much for subscribing to this content, whether it be through Spotify or through our website. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. We got a fun one for this one, and it's pretty much tailor-made for my lovely co-host, my dear wife, Carrie. Carrie, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, and I am so, so excited about this one. You know, I'm going to let you tell our listeners what they're in for. What, what, What subject are we covering this week for Keep Watch Pass? Today, we rate the Harry Potter world of wizardry (laughs) now that being said um i don't know if you put any of these movies in i know me personally i kept my selections to just the harry potter movies and i ignored the fantastic beast ones we didn't set that rule you know in in advance but i'm just gonna put it out there that that's what i did i don't know what you did we we don't talk about our picks before we actually record i know and now that you mention it i i wasn't fully prepared for the exam today i didn't (laughs) (laughs) you didn't even consider them did you so clearly you were in the same mindset that i was yes no i'm talking about the full um daniel radcliffe yep the every year um return to hogwarts that seems to get worse and worse (laughs) for harry potter and his uh his mates. Yeah. I mean, if you thought your school sucked, just imagine being Harry Potter and every year pretty much facing death at some point. I question the parenting of, you know, everyone. <laughs> they keep getting sent back to this school and only bad things happen. People are trying to kill them, yo. What is worse, getting an acceptance letter for Hogwarts or getting a summons for jury duty? Well, I'm still waiting <laughs> on my acceptance letter for Hogwarts. It'll happen one one year. One day, one year, hopefully, maybe someday. So let me explain what we're about to do. We are about to go through the, key, the Harry Potter movies, each of us selecting three different movies. One that we would keep one that we would watch, and one that we would pass on. Obviously, the keep one is the one we hold in completely high regard. The watch one is, hey, if it's on TV, we'll watch it. And the pass is pretty much self-explanatory. Can I just say that all eight are under the watch category for me? Because if they're on, I'm watching it. Okay. If there's a marathon, clear my schedule. (laughs) If you have to understand, okay? So there are a couple of things that Carrie does when she's maybe not feeling 100%, uh, certain movies that she will watch when she's under the weather. The first one is Mr. Right, and we covered that over on It's Not That Bad. Um, But this, this, when Carrie's really not feeling well, cue the marathon. (laughs) Always. Right? She doesn't actually get through the entire marathon because, you know, she has movie narcolepsy and falls asleep before the, you know, once the opening credits are done. There's many naps that happen, but the nice thing is that I have watched each and every one of these movies so many times that I can wake up and just pick up where I left off and, and know exactly where I am in the lore and, and the funny thing is, it's not like you're like a day one Hogwarts fan. This has been a fairly recent deep dive for you. This was a pandemic purchase that... Um, <laughs> that we're still paying. Jay, Jay bought me the book series. And I was like, you know, I've never actually seen a Harry Potter movie. And um, 
then cue the movies and the books and the entire shrine in my office <laughs> to Harry Potter. Little did I know that when I bought her the book set, I'd be paying for the book set for the rest of my <laughs> life. Not The books are paid. Everything else in the office is paid. But yeah, it's, it's a shrine. It's a shrine. <laughs> I'm living the wizard life. <laughs> All right. So. We are now set to go. Since So since you are the Potterhead, I'm going to let you go first with your keep movie. Mm. Well, again, I'd like to keep them all, but my most favorite is the number one, the first Philosopher's Stone. Or the Sorcerer's Stone. Whichever, or the Sorcerer's Stone, <laughs> yeah, depending which, on... Which version you got, yeah. But the movie... Right. Um often goes by Philosopher's Stone or Harry Potter 1, Mm -hmm. the original. And my reason for selecting the first movie is that on a recent trip to Universal Studios Orlando, you literally get to walk into Diagon Alley and you literally get to walk into Hogsmeade. And, 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 Everything, right? Um, there may all have of been the stores, the owl post. It's like, you know, you walk up to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry and you've got your robe on and it's just magical. You know, the, the train trip um, from Hogsmeade Station to Diagon Alley or back. Take both. Don't just do one way. You need to take both. Um, it is just Everything from the first movie, you literally can live by visiting Universal Studios. And, you know, this is just a shameless plug for... (laughs) (laughs) I I am in no way affiliated with Universal. Although that being Um, said, we would like to be affiliated with Universal, but we're shameless. Um, You know what? It's... There's just something magical about being there and walk it's like you're walking onto the set and the the original story is just kind of where it starts right so you have to love that there's just something about the magic of it okay please don't hate you didn't me. pick this one this is probably your pass it actually is oh. my pass <laughs> <laughs> We, I have a feeling we're going to be doing this a lot through the run of Keep Watch Pass. You monster. But let, let me explain. Let me explain. So each of the films, and I, and I do agree with you, and, and this is very hard to actually you know, sit there and really nitpick each of the eight films because I think I, 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 I get why they're remaking it for HBO Max or Max or whatever the hell they want to call it. Really, I don't. Um. Well, money, but <laughs> they, they want more money, right? Uh, that's if they ever get the, the the strike and start paying their writers and their actors properly. But I digress. I digress. But the thing with the first film, and while it does have its charms, and you know there isn't a single recast in my mind, we're really kind of grading on a curve on this one here, is that there are aspects of the film that do not hold up over time. The first thing that comes to mind is, is the Quidditch match. Some of the CGI in the Quidditch match is would be passable as a PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2 game. 
And I've played the PlayStation 2 game for Quidditch. And I mean, it's pretty much exactly the same graphic quality. So just watch some of the Slytherin players during the game. And when, when, when it's clearly not green screened, right? So the green screen work is fine and whatnot. Um, but some of the CGI really doesn't hold up. And I found in, in relation to some of the other stories, I found the story a little draggy. And I, I, I appreciate that you have to set the world. You have to build the world before you live in the world. But in comparison to the other films, it dragged a little bit. And that's, again, that's just my personal thought process on it. Um, but you look like you're about to disown me at this point. <laughs> it's interesting that you say it, it dragged because in my mind, that was the seventh film. I can see that. Yeah. I, I can see that. and Because, I mean, like, it's a big book and you really needed to end the series, you know, with a bang. So a two-parter and of which now everyone's doing these days. Thanks, Harry Potter. Before Avengers, <laughs> there was Harry Potter. But, yeah, no, that is my pass. But now we get to my keep film. And for me, my keep is actually Order of the Phoenix, the fifth film. There was so much in this film. Uh, obviously, you get Dumbledore's army in this one. You get the fight in the Ministry of Magic. Um, there's a lot to it. And I found that, you know, action-wise, beat-wise, pace-wise, the introduction of characters like Luna Lovegood. Ugh, right? Dolores Umbridge. Right? And that's the thing. Ugh. Dolores Umbridge. I mean, yes, you know, um, you have... You know, he who shall not be named, right? <laughs> he obviously is the big bad, but Dolores Umbridge, just a delicious villain. You know, just chewing the scenery at every single time. And it's one of those moments where, like, when Voldemort was defeated, it's like, okay, you knew it was coming. But when Dolores Umbridge got her comeuppance, you're like, yes! And it's one of those things. Like, she's the villain you want to see get her just desserts and I cannot tell a lie right and this is when you can really start to see you know that that dark turn or that more serious turn like you know when when she's making harry like write lines and it's actually like you know slayer tattooing himself on his on his wrist and whatnot like that's when ish was really starting to get serious like i get i get goblet of fire right but this is when Ish was really starting to get serious and real, and you could see that turn. Um, but yeah, for me, it was Order of the Phoenix. Since I've, I'm down two movies, I'm going to go to you for your watch film. My watch is the third movie, Prisoner of Azkaban. Very, like, if you ask any Harry Potter fan what their favorite movie is, more often than not, you'll get the answer of Prisoner of Azkaban. So it's, um, it is, I believe, the most popular of the releases. Um, and for very good reason. I mean, the kids, dare I say, but the, you know, the, the magical trio um, were getting older. And it was just that perfect age of like, um, you know, the, the romances started to bud and you can kind of like see um, 
where at one point, you know, Hermione and Ron kind of separated themselves from Ron, uh, from Harry. And it was kind of like, you kind of get that like teenage drama almost in the underlying, you know, if Harry Potter of the movie. Were Riverdale, yeah. Not only that, but we get to really get to meet um, Sirius Black, who was just beautifully played by Ron, um, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that is my watch, and I guess... So from... I mean, I will admit, when I first watched Prisoner of Azkaban with you, um, I was like, wow, this is dragging. That film actually grew on me as time went on and through your multiple rewatches of me walking in your office and like, oh, hey, guess what? Harry Potter's on the TV again. Again. Right? <laughs> it's a common theme around your office. But it's... That film really did grow on me, you know, and there's certain moments, you're right, where where it really picked up. I think you just liked it because Hermione got the, you know. Oh, the Smackdown? Right. Of, yeah. Of Malfoy? Absolutely. And then the fact that you got to watch yourself beat up Malfoy again, yeah. right? It's like, because you had to watch it twice. It really was, I think, the most clever mm-hmm. um, with the time turner. And it it had that moment of... They really took you on a twist. They mm-hmm. took, you know, um, even the part though where Sirius was introduced, and you think, "Oh my God, this is going to be the end of Harry Potter and his friends." Like Sirius Black, he's 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 a criminal. He's bad. Mm-hmm. But no, no, that that was really where the story started to take a turn. But then you also see Snape defend the kids. And you kind of see that moment of, all right, so maybe Snape, I mean, he's a good guy. He's a teacher, but maybe he's good. Is he bad? I don't know. Right. And that was really that pivotal moment in, in characterization for, you know, for all of the main characters. Mm. Prisoner of Azkaban really was the film that had the most, you know, ambiguity to the characters. You weren't quite sure who was on whom's side for the most part. I mean, yes, you know, you know, Gryffindor good, Slytherin bad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yes, Snape had you second guessing yourself. The Sirius introduction Black, of Lupin. Exactly. And then yeah, Sirius Black had you second guessing a lot of things. Like, you know, it wasn't cut dry. It wasn't you're good, you're bad, and you two go head to head. Well, it was so pivotal in Harry understanding his father more mm-hmm. when he got to really, you know, meet his father's crew, you know, Lupin, Sirius Black, like he he learned most more about his mom mm-hmm. and about Snape, I think, in 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 this, you know, the story became much larger. Right. Yeah, and that's really where it got good. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, Or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good. Well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. I, I can't disagree with that pick. It's it's a, it's a good pick. Uh, not my watch though. My watch is actually the fourth movie, The Goblet of Fire. Now I recognize that a lot of people are going to sit there and go, the "Goblet of Fire, really, really? Do you even Harry Potter?" Um, and yes, I'll be the first to admit that this film is a horrible misuse of a perfectly good David Tennant. However, that being said, this movie redeemed itself in the Triwizard Cup and the very end. Like, if you wanted to know where Harry Potter was going to go, the very end and the death of Cedric Diggory. Like, that almost, I would say, is at that time of movies, probably your your Avengers Infinity War level kind of, <gasps> they did what? I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree and I'm going to share that that is my pass. Oh, Goblet of Fire is the one that I skip over (laughs) in the marathon. It's like... I'd love to know why. Because, okay, first of all, the introduction of Cedric Diggory as a character wasn't even until this movie. Mm -hmm. So you really don't... You don't have that same level of care for him as if it were like a Neville Longbottom. It was the introduction of um, who was the kid with the with the camera. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you're meeting all these new characters, these new faces in Hogwarts, and it's like, well, where have they been for the last four years? Yeah, right, or four movies. so it's kind of like, I mean, was Cedric's death tragic? Yes, 1,000%. I'm not negating that or I'm not, um, I'm not arguing that point at all. However, it was uh, the Triwizard Cup itself was just But then you get that boring. showdown with Harry and Voldemort, like that real showdown where, where we really see Voldemort for the first time rather than just, you know, etch-a-sketched on the back of dude's head in the first movie. Well, <laughs> which was awful, by the way, but... Yeah, um, uh, speaking of things that don't hold up, <laughs> you, know, you know, hold the test of time. But you know what was interesting about it was the use of the characters um, when they were underwater mm-hmm. and that Harry had to choose one. Yeah. You know, he couldn't save everybody and 
as much as he wanted to, you know. Um, yeah, it it was it was a great introduction of Voldemort. I'll I'll give it that. But as far as interest in the movies, it really lost me. I'm, and I think the book was better. I, this kind of leads to my my pontification here. Obviously, HBO is looking at doing this remake of the Harry Potter series with each season basically covering one book. So, in essence, you're going to have seven seasons and you're going to explore some of these stories a lot more. And some of these characters, because you've read most of the books, but... All but the end of... Yeah, which you got to finish. I know. You got to finish. I know. I know you're double booking, but you got to finish. Uh, Deathly Hallows. It's because I know how it ends and I don't want to read the ending because I don't, I don't want, I don't (laughs) want it to happen. And if I read it, then it's, it makes it happen. Isn't that silly? That's, (laughs) that's literally why I've been. It's fascinating though, because it it is, it's one of those things where, you know, there's always that, 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 that argument of the book versus the movie kind of thing. And by watching the movies first and then getting to reading the books, it's, you know, what's coming and you know, it's probably going to be more, more detailed in the book. And it's almost like you're, you're purposefully avoiding reaching the end of it. Well, isn't it's interesting because isn't there like a, a study in psychology that, um, it's actually very calming if you consistently watch the same movie again. And you had mentioned that this mm-hmm. is my like my sicky go to, right. right? If I'm that Mister Wright, if I'm sick, if I'm sick, the the Harry Potter marathon is happening. But I think that's more, you know, because I have the time, mm-hmm. right? I actually have nothing else to do. Ain't going but, nowhere. Time to watch a marathon. Sleep and watch eight hours of. You know, <laughs> of Harry Potter. And, and that's just about two or three movies at that point. No, but truly, it's like, yes, I'll watch the movies. Yes, I've watched to the end. And the, the, the conclusion is just so tragic. I mean, from the moment that, you know, and if you haven't seen the Harry Potter movies, I'm about to spoil it. But from the moment that Dumbledore passes away not by his own hand, um, falls from the window of, it's horrible. Um, (laughs) No crying on the podcast. Okay. But you know what? Um, It's, it's kind of like, okay, maybe, maybe if I don't read it, then it doesn't happen. Okay. Maybe it happens differently. But but let me ask you this though. Okay, getting back to the original thought process here, because we have, we have gone on a different trail here. When you read the fourth book, did you like the book better than the uh, than the movie? Yes. Okay. So if you have an HBO series where each season is just one of the books, and this is just hoping that they get the cast right, and that's going to be tough. Like, you know, I, I feel bad. I feel sorry for anyone who's going to step into those roles because it's going to be A, a great opportunity, and B, you are constantly going to get compared to to the original three. I very much think the remake is a bad idea 
period. End of story. Like, Can we not get no a amount, Cursed Child story? No amount of money. Okay, Cursed Child? Yes. As a movie? Yes. With Bring Back the Original Three? Mm-hmm. You know, like Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, Daniel Radcliffe, bring them back. Right. You know, make that happen. Um <sighs> Yeah, I mean, even even Tom Felton. Oh my God, I need to see him back in like the Slytherin robe. Like right. he just, he is so and, meant to, you know. And when you saw them all together at the at the end, you know the reunion special. Yeah, like you have to think that if given the opportunity to do Curse of Child, and let's be honest, if the money is there, I'm sure you know HBO can make a thing happen. If they really want to. I think they should focus their efforts on that. Right. Instead of trying to remake a property that is just so damn iconic. I mean. That, like, why would you do it? Yeah. Why why would you put that on any actor or actress? I mean, fantastic. To try and fill those shoes. Fantastic Beast was a good way to go to continue the franchise. Um, you know, prequel kind of thing, and you see the early days of Hogwarts and young Dumbledore. Like, I thought those movies were good. That's fine. And I, I get that, you know, maybe they didn't get the results that they were looking for, whether it be the box office or the, the fan reaction. Um, but regardless of, do different stories. Don't just go back and remake. But again, that's Soapbox. Fantastic Beasts is a whole other episode. There's three movies. I know. (laughs) Catch me on It's Not That Bad, and I will defend to the... To Hogwarts and back. To Hogwarts and back. (laughs) um, The Secrets of Dumbledore. All right. that was bar none my favorite. But anyway. Coming soon. Coming soon to an It's Not That Bad podcast near you. Right? (laughs) Okay. Before we go, uh, Keep Watch Pass. What have you got? My keep is uh, the first movie. Philosopher's Stone. My watch is Prisoner of Azkaban, and my pass is the Goblet of Fire. And my keep is the Order of the Phoenix. My watch is the Goblet of Fire, and my pass is the Sorcerer's Stone. I'm going to call it the Sorcerer's Stone just to just to be different. <laughs> just to be different. Isn't it interesting how neither one of us touched the um, second, sixth, seventh, or eighth? Well, I was going to say the Deathly Hallows, mm-hmm. whether you look at it as one movie or two or a continuation. Um, but luckily we didn't we, have to have that debate. We didn't even touch the Deathly Hallows. Right. Interesting. Uh, maybe that will be for some some other show somewhere down the road. Uh, but until that time, Carrie, thank you so much. And to you, our listeners, we want to know how you would classify some of the movies in the Harry Potter franchise, whether they be your keep, your watch, or your pass. Find us on social media at NotThatBadCast or go to our website at NotThatBadCast.com. Drop us a line and let us know. And once again, thank you for listening to this episode of Keep Watch Pass. She's Carrie. I'm Jay. You guys are awesome. Until next time, everyone, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.